0: No, I'll be honest, I don't even remember 2013 coming out. It was just like one day I was scrolling through Netflix when I was home alone. I saw it. I was like, you know what? Sure. Well, sorry, i swear that on. I'd never seen Evil Dead. I've heard good things. And that was like, alright, fucking, I loved it. So I was like, alright, well, that's. Do they have the first? So I watched the first. I was like, alright, cool. And then I, I started watching the second because they had the second. I was like, didn't they do this? <laughs> All right, didn't they do this? And then after 15 minutes, I was like, they did this, I'm, I'm alright, and I turned it off. <laughs> Nothing against it, just like, I don't know, I can't, I struggle to watch things at home because I have so many other things that can mm-hmm. grab my attention, like, like I don't want to watch a movie if I'm going to sit there and be on my phone the whole time. I'm not actually watching a movie, I'm just killing time with the background. Right, yeah. It's not properly watching a movie. Uh, do you want to leave this one in, since... Evil Dead is your thing I Maybe mean, I'll lead in the 2013 remake one. Yeah I, I was gonna then
1: you get the new one I was gonna say Like there's There's no way I'm not <laughs> throwing this Okay I'm this. <laughs> this is you <clears throat> Whenever you're ready Yep. Yeah. I want an axe Anytime oh, oh, Anytime Yeah Alright Whenever you're ready Oh shit <laughs> Okay Okay I'm sorry 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 No let me Let me see If I can do this Um I know it's been a minute, uh, so. it really, uh, Yeah, really, yeah. Uh, not, not that long. I mean, we were, it really, we were supposed to record last week, Yeah,
0: so, It yeah. feels like we did just do John Wick 4, like,
1: a week and a half ago. It, it's, yeah. That it came really, out a well, while ago. Well, maybe two weeks.
0: It, just, it feels recent. I don't know does. why. It does.
1: It really does. But, uh... And now, our feature presentation. All right, and welcome back to road trip cinema we are beginning our minisodes of the evil dead and i'm so happy that you decided to join us
0: i caught that don't I? no i got i got <laughs> that. you know what I'll, this might be surprising and i feel like we haven't done proper horror on the the show yet like we've done Wait, wait, we did Halloween. I guess you and Kylie did Terrifier, too. That was yeah. pretty horrific. But yeah, that's,
1: that's definitely like, horror. Like, the,
0: the slashers, though. Like, we haven't done, like, a horror movie, though. You know what I mean? Is right. That, maybe I'm being too picky about it because I don't like slashers. But <laughs> uh, I fucking hate gore. Hate gore so much in movies. I fucking love Evil Dead. That
1: makes no sense to me. No, I don't, I don't
0: even understand it. I mean, my girlfriend was <laughs> watching it, and I was like, this... I just, I love it. And she kept saying, I thought you hate Gora. I was like, I fucking do. But this, this is fun. I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) This is like, this is my, my, my golden rule, my exception.
1: I find that really interesting, actually, because, uh, I have a history with this film. Now, I, I don't think I'm really going to be able to contain myself, so if, you are a long time listener You probably already know Because I've blabbed about it My history with this film But um this, this film has a very very long history With me Now I remember I'm older So I remember You know Being on the internet And researching horror films Because I love them And I'd never seen The Evil Dead What year were you born when? N- or
0: I was saying when this came out. Were
1: you reborn, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 1983. Okay, so you're only
0: two years younger than the original.
1: Uh, depending on what you go by by its release date. <laughs>
0: that's, I guess, uh, 1981 <laughs> is widely considered the release date.
1: Yeah, I think that's when it had its premiere and went to cans and all that. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd never seen it. All right. And at that point in history, it was a lot harder to come by. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially
0: like, that kind of movie.
1: Yeah, I, I was a frequent of the video stores, and I remember seeing Silent Night, Deadly Night, and obscure horror films like that, but they never had the Evil Dead around us. They had Evil Dead 2. They had Army of Darkness. They did not have the Evil Dead.
0: So, real quick, I'm genuinely curious... I, cause I couldn't understand this I searched iTunes and they have Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and you know the remake and Ash vs. Evil Dead but I struggled to find the original Evil Dead film online to stream can you explain why cause I assume it's a s- similar issue
1: right um they really really struggled to put this film out because it is 100% do it yourself independent mm-hmm. um they,
0: like, as indie as indie comes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They toured the country. They, they you know, took it to festivals. Like I said, they took it to Cannes. Um, they, they did everything they could. And uh, they got picked up by... God, I think it was... Media? Um, and they basically were one of the first straight to VHS. I'm not saying one of the first. I'm, I'm saying... You know, they were one of the first films to really be out there and just its main way you could access this was VHS. So it was, uh,
0: I don't know how else to say it, it's kind of a cult classic in every definition of the term. It is
1: 100% the first cult classic film we've actually done, too.
0: That's weird to think, because I always think Evil Dead as a franchise. Well, I, I mean, it is, but like to this think it cult. was a, a cult film
1: originally. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, I mean, the only reason it even got the distribution that it did get is because of Stephen King. Okay, I can see that. Well, Stephen King saw it uh, when they showed it. I want to say it was at the Cannes Film Festival.
0: This is obviously when he still all kinds of fucked up on right. rights, So he was making
1: interesting books at the time. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, he always is outspoken about the films he sees. Always. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, he was quoted as saying that it was one of his top five horror films ever made. That's high praise from arguably the greatest horror writer of all time. And this is the one that got put on all the advertisements for it. The most fiercely original horror film of the year.
0: You know, that's really wild to think about, because obviously for its time, it it was original. You think about that now, and it's like, yeah, it's a Cabin in the Woods type movie, whatever. Like, everybody has a Cabin
1: in the Woods movie,
0: but it was the Cabin in the Woods movie.
1: Absolutely. And, to be honest, what they did, because this was made by, like, 21-year-olds, uh, like,
0: literally a bunch of friends on their weekends off.
1: They dropped out of college. Did they, I know just, I've heard
0: that they struggled with their schedule because some of them had jobs in yeah, school. Yeah, absolutely. So this but, was, like, a long project.
1: Yeah, uh, Sam Raimi, Rob Tabbert, the producer, uh, Bruce Campbell, and I believe Scott Spiegel, I believe, were all friends. They were making uh, their little movies. They, uh, they all connected in college. All of them. Now, Bruce and Sam were friends from middle school, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they'd always made their little movies. Well, they would show them at college and they actually started to see that, shit, we can actually make money doing this.
0: Right, like there's something to this.
1: And, you know, they were in college and it's just like they didn't like the path they were going and they saw we could do this and we actually love this. Mm-hmm. So what they decided to do was they're going to make a movie now I sent you the link they made a short film I believe it's about 18 minutes long called within the woods uses a lot of the concepts and stuff that evil dead and evil dead 2 feature and they took this around to investors and except they they weren't in Hollywood these guys are from Michigan so they're going to Detroit Dearborn all these places And nobody wanted to give them any money until they got this group of dentists. And this group of dentists was like, you know what? This little thing here is pretty effective. It made my wife sick. Here's a lot of money. I think they had like $200,000. Okay, wow. And so, I mean, that's friends, family, but a lot. The largest chunk came from the dentist.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, so they, you know, knowing that their schedule and whatnot, they go to... I believe Tennessee, rent a cabin, fix the cabin up, and uh, they shoot this film. And the funny thing is, is they told everyone, you know, this is going to be a, a six-week shoot. Didn't work out that way, you know? <laughs> no. Oh, fuck no. And if you're watching the film, you'll be able to tell that, you know, the Deadites don't really look like the actresses, most of them. And they, they explain that in the film, but reason is is because at six weeks a lot of the actresses or actors or whatever was just like fuck this i'm leaving Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so they it it came down to basically the core four still in tennessee finished principal photography and then i think it was up to a year year and a half later that they finished pickups so yeah
0: (laughs) i have a question for the very start of the film which, obviously, this is evil. Like, we don't need to break down the film story beat by story beat like we would normally do. But uh, we can more revel in all the fun aspects of it. Uh, the opening of the film is, the, you know, the car driving to the cabin. There's the shot as it leads up to the cabin where the camera is not just behind the car, but it's also a decent height in the air. Yeah.
1: How did they do it? Because... Sam Raimi standing on top of a pickup truck with the camera. You know what? That's literally what I guess. <laughs> My girlfriend asked,
0: like, because like, now she, I, I talk about movies a lot. She's actually kind of paying attention now, and I'm all the prouder of it. But uh, she asked, like, well, how'd they do that? Because I told her, you know, this is like indie movie. This is
1: essentially a group of friends making a movie by themselves. Yeah, they had two cameras. This was shot on 16, or Super 16. Okay. Like, but, this uh, was not even 35.
0: That shot specifically, she asked, like, well, how'd they do that? If it's that, I was like, easy answer, probably cameraman on top of a truck, just standing there with, trying his best to hold it steady. Yep.
1: Sam Raimi standing (laughs) on top of a pickup truck. I'm
0: so glad I fucking nailed that. That makes me so fucking happy.
1: Um, the, the first (laughs) one where you see them where it's actually the opening and where the, uh, what's called the force where you're seeing the camera just move through the woods. Is that what it's called? The force? They, they call it the force. I don't know why I thought it called the evil. I'm Whichever you want to call it. Okay. Um, uh, it's,
0: it's the entity. Yeah. Either
1: way. Yeah, it's the evil spirits. Okay. Um, That was just them in a little rubber raft being pushed through this swamp and then they handed the camera off as soon as they got to the shore, it's literally how they did it. Hey, That's simple, it. simple's effective. If it works, it works. I mean, they didn't have dollies, so they used two by fours and Vaseline. That's how you got your dolly shots. They they didn't have steady cams, so they had two by fours. They had wheelchairs. The way you, it zoomed through the woods was either Sam Raimi running through the woods with the camera, huh. or they took this you know thirty thousand dollar camera. Strapped to a fucking bicycle, and it's Sam Raimi riding this bicycle through the woods. <laughs> the last shot where it comes zooming real fast through At the Bruce woods. Campbell. Yeah, blows through the cabin <laughs> and then hits him is Sam Raimi on a bicycle. Okay.
0: Did he actually hit Bruce Campbell with the bike?
1: There is a common myth that uh, Bruce Campbell actually broke his jaw. Uh, that was a uh, goof started by Raimi and Campbell just because they thought it was funny. But, i mean just from the shot
0: it didn't look like it slowed down so did he hit him with the bike just i mean the most, shot?
1: Uh, knowing their relationship
0: yeah he probably did okay <laughs> Cause i think mean, it's like up in his face now i don't no, i don't think the camera hit him because camera's expensive They right. probably didn't want that but i definitely see them going oh and just moving the camera off and then hitting him with the bike and letting him stop it.
1: if i had to guess it was probably zoomed in just a tiny bit and okay. yeah Sam probably did still hit him with the bike because that's, that's their relationship. They've known each other since, God, middle school. So um, when Bruce injures himself or, or uh, his his girlfriend, um, Linda, claws up his legs, that's a pickup shot that they filmed later because Bruce twisted his ankle so fucking bad he couldn't walk right. So they filmed that pickup shot to explain why Bruce was limping
0: hey, it makes the movie all the better. You don't want some invincible hero. You gotta... Seeing him actually limp and not just like, oh, he's faking a limp, like... It it just... Every little bit helps. Obviously, you'll never want to actually hurt your actor, but if they're already hurt, fucking use it. Why not?
1: Yeah, basically, he slipped, I think, on that hill and twisted his ankle really bad, and they're just like, fuck it, we're gonna use this. (laughs) You know, probably three weeks over schedule because uh, they actually lived in that cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they had a place for their six weeks, and then, you know, that the rent was up, and mm-hmm. the only thing they had was the cabin, so the people that were remaining lived in the cabin. Uh, it's a really fucking gross cabin.
0: <laughs> you know, we were watching it, and I kept thinking, like, how do you walk in here? I mean, obviously, for the movies like they do, but how do you walk into a cabin like that and not think... No, I'm alright. It's just me. Like, who's like, oh, I paid good money for this? Like, you need to get your money back then. Fuck this. This is
1: gross. Well, you gotta realize, these guys are, like, uh, character-wise, they're supposed to be, like, 20, 21, and they're taking their girlfriends to this cabin on a college break, hoping to get laid, you know? Their
0: girlfriends and and a sister.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bruce's sister. Ash's sister, I should say. Cheryl, right? Yep. Yeah. Um... Uh, now, we've kind of marveled about quite a bit. They did shoot this in continuity for the most part, uh, except for anything in the basement and obvious pickup shots, uh, simply because the amount of blood. And there's a lot of blood in this film. Right,
0: like you need, if you're going to keep continuity errors to a minimum, you really kind of have to do it in order.
1: Yeah, and uh, Bruce Campbell ha- has many, many quotes about making this film and how horrible it was because they used uh, caro syrup and food coloring because that's what they read in one of the monster magazines that they did in the 50s or 60s or whatever. Uh, the problem with that is caro syrup hardens when it dries.
0: Okay.
1: Bruce said that at the end of Making the Evil Dead he took his shirt off and ha- put it on a chair and when he got up in the morning, he threw it down because he was finally done. And he said the shirt literally shattered. <laughs> he said a lot of times, you know, they'd be going back. And he's still in the clothes. And he'd just jump in the shower, clothes and all, just to start washing it all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a 100% do-it-yourself. Like, uh, at the end where there's, like, brain matter hitting him... That's Alpo dog food covered in their fake blood that they just literally threw into his face. (laughs) You know,
0: even knowing it's, like, movie magic and the effects haven't aged extremely well, you can just see from their face how fucking horrendous that shit is still. Yeah. Like, whether it's a person's brain or fucking wet dog food being thrown in your face, you're gonna have a pretty, like, ugh reaction to it either fucking way.
1: Yeah, it was literally, they just mixed dog food up with their fake blood, stirred it all around, called a cut, or action, and then Sam's just standing there with a fucking bucket of it to throw in Bruce's face.
0: So, I want to circle back real quick to the distribution issue. Okay. So, why is the original Evil Dead hard to find streaming? And why was it hard to find in in movie stores, but you could find all the sequels?
1: Um... I think it, it was, at the time, for when I was a kid, I think it was just tied up with different companies as to figuring out the rights. Um, as I got older, it became more accessible, it's been put out quite a few times, there's so many editions of it, it's not even funny.
0: It's, it's easy to obtain physically, but prior I, to you lending me your copy and the codes to watch them, I really struggled to figure out how I was going to watch this because it's not on any streaming platform that didn't charge extra for it. Like, I saw it for like $5 on Voodoo, but I don't want to fucking buy anything on Voodoo. Uh, (laughs) It's not even on iTunes. Like, I I normally watch all my movies on iTunes. I
1: think there's still a stigma stuck to the film from the time when it was considered a Video Nasty. What does that mean? Video Nasty is a title that uh, the British put on films that they considered nasty films. Basically, Drive-In, Grindhouse, porno, anything like that that they thought was Like, too much for mainstream audience? Okay. It was, like, how... uh, Like, Terrifier. Terrifier, too. Yeah. Like, that's how they would ban it. They would call it a video nasty, and it would be banned from their country. It could not be, you know, shown. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it still has a stigma from that. I think okay. that's why it was so hard back then to find it. A because distribution wasn't great, but because it had a horrible reputation um, for being as gory and yeah. bloody as it is. And let, let's let's not skip over it. It is an extremely gory film. Um, and I want to talk about that real quick. But I want to circle back to you saying the special effects don't hold up. And uh, there's, There's been something I've experienced my entire life. Now, I, I started to say my history that I was researching horror films, and I kept reading about The Evil Dead, and I eventually found it and for sale somewhere, and I bought it. And I watched it. I want to say first time I ever saw it, I was 12 years old. Okay. I had no idea what to expect except that it was this scary film set in a cabin. Yeah. It traumatized me at 12... But I'd lend it to friends and they wouldn't understand when I was saying it was so fucking scary. They would say, it's funny. And it took me years upon years to realize the difference is I can be captivated and completely engrossed and completely overlook things like that by films, whereas I think a lot of audience members can't be. Like, they see things like that and it pulls them out regardless.
0: I I feel like that... Falls more in line with horror in general, where there's almost it's like when you are an art, not a narcissist, uh, a pessimist, that like a magic show, like okay, you, you're almost looking for a reason to disassociate from what's going on. I got you. Like people don't want to connect and be truly horrified very often. I I shouldn't say very often. There there's a lot of people. That don't want to be truly horrified and traumatized by a movie. Right. And that's their way out. It's like, oh, the effects don't hold up, so I'm not scared. Or, like, a ghost movie. If you don't believe in ghosts, you're like, ah, it's just a silly ghost movie. But, like, it's, I remember as a kid one movie that fucking traumatized me. It's not even a horror movie, it's just like a really dark thriller. Uh, Hostages, I think? That Bruce Willis negotiator movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. There was just one scene. I didn't even see the full movie. I just saw one scene where one of the bad kids is like. Up in the air ducks? No, nah, they're, they're. One of the bad kids is like truly psychotic or whatever. Uh-huh. The other two are just kind of going along with them. And the one brother is coming across a landing inside the house. And the psychotic one, my little brother, or Maybe maybe little brother, I think are up he's on little. the balcony. and... The psychotic one... because The the, the younger one is like... I don't know if I want to do this anymore... This is is funny man... This is getting serious... And he just fucking shoots him... And he like... Who he's supposed to be... Along with on this little escapade... And he does this like... Double backflip over the banister... And like lands dead in front of his brother... And that's not even like... I've rewatched it as an adult... It's not horrifying or anything... It's just like... Whatever thriller is going on... But as a kid... That was so fucking scary. I was terrified that there was going to be a man waiting for me to shoot me in my house for years. (laughs) And it's just that kind of like... I didn't have anything to disassociate from that. The effects were good enough. It was a stunt guy just falling over a banister, so that was real. Obviously, he didn't actually get shot. (laughs) But uh, there wasn't like the, the shitty effects for me to find my way out. There wasn't like a ghost killed him and threw him. It was like... This is just a person killing a person, and that was so haunting to me as, like, an eight-year-old. Right. Fucked me up.
1: And I, like, the gore got to me. Uh, I At the time, I didn't see the same stuff like that. and They didn't stick out to me at 12 years old. I didn't see any of them. And it scared the shit out of me. And it became, like, this treasured thing because... Even at 12 years old, I was a horror fan, and I was watching Friday the 13th and stuff like that to get that thrill, to get that adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting it. And Evil Dead delivered, and it, it became, over time, a tradition that I watch it right around Halloween, if not on Halloween every year. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I remember probably three or four Halloweens ago, you had a big party I came over to, and I got really high and drunk, and, <laughs> and we were partying and stuff, and... I think at some point we ended up just watching the 2013 Evil Dead just because, like, everybody else was playing board games or whatever at the table, Mm -hmm. but me and you were over just fucking watching Evil Dead in the living room.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I had an entire entire selection of horror films set out for that, uh, just for background. I mean, if people wanted to watch them, they could, and I wanted distinct horror films, but I also knew, like, a lot of the people coming... So I went with newer ones Mm -hmm. that would captivate if actually people wanted to.
0: I just, I remember seeing Evil Dead there. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, it's gotta be that one. (laughs) It's gotta be that one. That one's the fuck. I don't like gore. I'm usually not into horror, but Evil Dead always fucking draws me in. And I think, even the original, and I think that comes down to, it's a fun story, really. It's just a bunch of friends go up to a cabin in the woods, and it's kind of the original of that premise. Like, it's...
1: Well, I want to go back to the gore before we completely leave that. Okay. Um, I think, yes, there are scenes. And I I admit this, and it is hard for me to watch this film with a critical eye. I freely admit that. Extreme bias? Well, I, I love this. So it's very hard for me to look at it with a critical eye. Right. But, there are scenes and whatnot, and I still maintain that if you allow yourself to be engrossed in it, they're not going to be that distracting. Um, I feel seeing, like that's a
0: mental hurdle I had to make as an adult. Yeah. Like, I, I had to acknowledge when when I went to a movie with friends and I thought it was shitty and they all loved it. Like, I had to think, like, am I being too critical? Am I allowing this movie to take me? And that's that's kind of when I made my switch to, to let the movie do its thing and then I'll judge it after. But smart. I, I can't go in because there'd be times I'd go to see like I went and saw fucking Rampage in theater that Dwayne <laughs> Johnson movie I went and saw that in theater with friends and they all thought it was amazing I was like this was such a piece of shit But I had thought that before the movie even came out when right. I saw the trailers so I went in with that preconceived bias uh, it still was a piece of shit but that's when I acknowledged that and then like an hour later we went and saw a Quiet Place and that movie seemed
1: phenomenal in
0: comparison <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I love A Quiet Place so much because it was like the mouthwash
1: after a bad dinner. I completely get that. Um, but let, let's let's kind of break down some of the the gore because I think it's incredible, um, especially
0: for its time. That's what one thing my girlfriend kept acknowledging was like, even for its time,
1: this was like fucking nuts. Exactly, and the funny thing is, is they did not have any professionals. Like no one working on this film was a professional in any capacity. No. The, the makeup guy was literally just a friend of theirs that helped them with makeup making their 16mm films. I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. Mm. Um, uh, when Shelly is attacking Scotty. And, and that's Scotty's girlfriend, right? Scotty's okay. girlfriend.
0: I, I had trouble dis- uh, like d- keeping them... Yeah, because we, like...
1: we have Ashley, who mostly goes by Ashley in yeah. this one um I we, obviously
0: knew who that was yeah the the Bruce Campbell legend
1: yeah we have uh Scotty his best friend we have uh Cheryl Ash's sister no 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 Cheryl is uh no you're right yeah, uh, I, say yeah. I just watched well, Shelly sure yeah Shelly is Ashley's girlfriend and then Linda it's No, Linda. yeah I'm mixing them up
0: no Linda is uh Ash's girlfriend yeah and, and Shelly
1: Yes. Scotty's. So, I was right to begin with, but when they're attacking, and Scotty, to prevent her from stabbing him, starts cutting her hand with his knife, and then she just proceeds, because the hand's then useless, to chew it off, Mm -hmm. and then use the hand, still clutching the knife, to continue to attack him. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Like, that still kind of gets me that these possessed things... And I really want to clarify that now as a fan. Everyone classifies these as zombie films. This is a possession. Yeah. These are straight up possessed people.
0: The only reason people might assume that is if they're not quite paying attention and they just see them. Because obviously they're, like, they look like zombies.
1: Right. Well, and they don't outright say it, but the way I've kind of taken it as a fan is that the possession... Basically causes the body to break down, and that's why you're seeing a progression throughout the film. Once they're possessed, they get worse and worse. Because
0: I took it as like that's more whatever demonic entity is taking control. It could like, be because I, I, I'm struggling to remember now if they did it in the first one, but I know in the remake they they can make themselves look more normal again to fool.
1: That people. is the first one. Yeah, they
0: do it in the first one too. Yeah, that is so much fucking creepier. Because there'll be times where they're missing limbs and they're crying out, and they look totally normal, going, "Why are you doing this to me?" Right, and that's like almost
1: heartbreaking at times, where you're like, "Ugh." ugh." Well, like, which is the point? Exactly. It fucking nails it. And then, okay, it's just so. Just to continue with that, uh, Scotty ends up and and hacks her up with an axe. And the fact that they show the body part chopped up, the body chopped up, heart. Still twitching and bloody. Mm-hmm. I have never forgotten that since I was twelve. It is burned in my mind and I will never forget it. Like somehow the
0: entire body, even though
1: it's dismembered of having a seizure. It's yeah. just like creepy shit. And the the simple way they did that was it was a bunch of people and under the floor with their body parts sticking up through. Mm-hmm. Just shaking it. Yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Well, um before I forget, real quick I
0: wanna mention Right as the movie started, I, I told my girlfriend, like, okay, you remember Sam Raimi? she vaguely remembered the name? I was like, he directed the last Doctor Strange movie we watched. Uh, he made those first three Spider-Man movies. You remember all this? She goes, oh. I was like, yeah, yeah. He made, he wrote and directed this. She goes, uh, is there going to be a lot of weird camera angles and stuff? And I was <laughs> like, you know what? Not quite as much as you'd expect, but you can definitely see where he got it.
1: Oh, my God. I think he goes over the
0: top. I don't this. think he does. I think this one's a lot more reserved. Obviously, there's a lot of style to it still. Oh, my like, God. It, it's it screams Sam Raimi, but it's not quite, like... Like, I think of Spider-Man, and I think of, like, constant punch and zooms and, like... Okay.
1: ...swinging cameras
0: and shit everywhere. Like, Spider-Man, he was allowed to just fucking go nuts. Yeah, uh, but
1: think about this one, where, like... Uh, Ash is, is driving uh, Cheryl back. After she was raped by the trees... Yeah, we're going to kind of gloss over that, but she gets raped right by the trees. I mean, it's,
0: <laughs> everybody knows that yeah. that's, that's, that's a tree fucking scene.
1: Yeah. Um, we, we get this angle where he stops the car. Bruce gets out, and he's at, like, a fucking 45-degree angle just walking away from the camera. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. There's so much that they do with, like, the force of moving the camera everywhere. Like, it's this point of view of the evil to, you know... Uh, Ash walking down the stairs in the basement and we start out his, his, his shoes, we go up over his head, we do a 360 mm-hmm. you know, I mean he... it's still got a lot
0: of interesting and fun camera work, I just oh. think in, obviously as time went on and money became less of an issue <laughs> uh, he could be a lot more free with the camera itself like this, obviously he's restricted to what he could physically do with the camera where in future projects like fucking spider-man he can digitally make it seem like a camera's swinging through the city following right. him and shit like that like and a lot of these punch zooms or there's a, i remember there was one cool transition where it was like uh, a new york city street that like flips upside down and he's swinging at the camera but then it flips again and zooms out in his doc ox glasses and they're like oh, holy shit i just went on a fucking roller coaster <laughs> like Obviously, you can't do that with a real camera, like, just physically and possibly. You can't do that kind of movement, but... I mean... I, that's just... It's not so much that he didn't have that style, it's just that he didn't have the physical freedom.
1: And he didn't have to the budget. With, well, that too. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we even see, like, uh, like, we follow Bruce's point of view at one point where he hits the landing in the basement, he starts to look around, and... We get a full 360, and the camera ends facing Bruce, and it's just like that is cool because we start in his point of view, and we end focused as a close up on him. Mm. Just really interesting stuff like that. I love, love the camera work in this. It's
0: very unique for its time period.
1: It's oh,
0: absolutely incredible! I just, it's, it's as passionate as you can be. I think, like for. A younger man to be like you know what we got the money we got the camera we got all this let's just fucking do it
1: and you know they they had to realize this was their one
0: chance right like they they went 100% 100% of the time right because they didn't know if they would ever get to do this again so why not do it as best as you can and fucking shoot for the moon
1: yeah and that's why they made a horror film none of them were horror fans But they knew that, you know, cheap, independent horror films had length. You could get noticed with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, a good indie horror, it's... I don't want to say horror is easy to make, but it's definitely the easiest to do, I mean...
1: And it has a built-in audience that is willing to forgive a lot.
0: Right, like, there's people that just want creepy, scary shit. You don't even have to have necessarily an amazing story, like... Paranormal Activity is not a fucking good story, but it's a mega franchise because it's got eerie imagery at times and occasional jump scares.
1: Right, and if we think about this film, it is a very, very simple plot, but the way they do it and the pacing that they use in this makes it unique, I think. Because we don't have the kids showing up, and then when they find the book and all that... But someone's not like, oh, I'm studying ancient Sumerian, let me read this. No, you don't have anything like that.
0: It's literally just a bunch of random people who stumbled upon one bad cabin in the woods. Yeah, it's, I, All it,
1: circumstantial. Yeah, And it's a lot more believable. You're able to go along with it a lot more than somebody being like, oh, I studied this. If you found that and all this shit, you're gonna be like, what the fuck is this? Right. Let me play this.
0: Like, just genuine curiosity you can be like, well, what the fuck? What? Looks weird. What the hell? Oh, yeah. A lot of weird pictures. It's not like in the 80s you had the internet to go and be like, well, what, do, what does all this mean? Like, you just had to sit there and fucking wonder.
1: Exactly. And um, I really think the pacing is something to take note with because this film, I think, basically is a start at like a 1 and goes to fucking 10. You know,
0: my only issue with this movie is it's pacing. Really? I think there's I found myself at times thinking like, alright, come on, let's let's move it along a little bit. Like I felt like it just
1: Once it, Once it, it was down to just ash?
0: No, not even. Like, while I feel like there's a long time between when Cheryl is the first one possessed, yes and she gets fucked by the tree, to the first death dismemberment, all that it takes a while. And it's not a bad thing. It just there's, there's times throughout the whole movie. It's not even just one scene, necessarily. Like, I could probably cut, like, f- three minutes off. Just, there'd be times where it feels like... Obviously, you need a wet like, an ebb and flow to a story. But I feel like there's times where it's grinded a bit too much to a halt. Like, alright, now we're stopping and collectively reflecting on what's happening. Alright, let's go again. Like, I don't need so many stopping and reflectings. Like, it felt like there's just at least one too many times where me and Savannah were both like, oh, okay, yeah, let's keep going. And I don't think, because this isn't a long movie any like, means. No, it's I well, an hour 30, is that?
1: Yeah, it's like um,
0: 128. It's, it, it's, it's my only issue. It's not even much of an issue. It's just, I, I was surprised in a horror movie, because typically horror movies are like, go, 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 go. That,
1: and this one starts quick, too. Yeah,
0: like, it, they just got right to it. That's why I was kind of like, what the fuck is going to happen for the next hour and a half that
1: we're already here. And that's... I, I think that the only... The reason I asked about once it was just Ash is I've heard that complaint that other people, once it's just him, they're like, all right, let's go.
0: I honestly feel like that's where it's the most scary because now it's just you and the entity. Like, what? where do we go from here? How does
1: this work now? Yeah, like, it's and-
0: almost more of a psychological, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, am I... Is it, where, is it, uh, uh, like, just...
1: And the tension, like, the tension just keeps ratcheting up, and you're, along with this character, as he's fucking losing his mind, basically, Mm. touching the mirror and screaming and... Going fucking nuts. Yeah.
0: Which, I I would, (laughs) that's fucking crazy shit you just went through.
1: Well, and think about it, too, this way, if we were seeing this film in 1982-3, uh... We would not think that Bruce Campbell at the start of this was the star.
0: No. I, and even in going back and watching this, knowing Bruce Campbell today and other projects he's done since, I, looking at this, I was like, oh, it's little baby Bruce. Like, <laughs> he doesn't even have the iconic Bruce Campbell voice yet. Like, it's there, but it's a little off key. Like, yeah. He hasn't matured
1: into it yet. He's getting there. But I think he really shines in that third act where it's just him. Yeah, why wouldn't you? You'd go fucking nuts having fun with it, wouldn't
0: you? <laughs> like if you thought this is your one shot to star in a movie, fuck yeah, sell it.
1: Now, before we wrap this up, I, I just want to ask: Did you find the the overall tone kind of creepy? Uh, did you feel that the atmosphere and everything they were doing? Do you think it worked?
0: I, I, I want to keep the caveat. that it's a product of its time. Obviously, it's not going to age with everything that is there today, and this is an indie film of its time, too. So it's fucking incredible for what it is. I think it's still incredible today, but it's definitely a product of its time. I know I kind of circled back and just said the same thing like three times in a row, (laughs) but uh, I I think it's great. I think everything about it works to its greatest potential I, everything about it fits into place just right pacing's a little off at times but uh, yeah I mean if I had seen this at that time I would've thought this was like a phenomenal fucking movie I would've lost my mind
1: yeah I, I love all the little things like um, them pulling up and the, the swing's just banging against the cabin and Scotty gets to the door and it just stops oh my god I, fucking,
0: I didn't even realize that before until I rewatched it this time and I was like oh that's fucking creepy fuck that never mind.
1: Or, you know, Cheryl's drawing in her picture book, and the clock stops, and then you notice, like, the veins in her hand are kind of black, and it's like, that's to draw the book. Going nuts, yeah. yeah like, just... it's...
0: It, the Entity isn't forcing anything upon them, necessarily. It's almost like it's, like, seducing them yeah. into it. Like, nothing... The Entity is never quite forceful evil until... They welcome it. It's almost like a Dracula of of demonic possession. Until it's
1: got a weight into them, it, it's more just kind of like an influence that's like it's kind doing of there.
0: creepy shit, but nothing is quite like you're gonna die or you're in danger kind of shit until they read the or the guy
1: on the yeah. So the they reads. yeah they, until they play the tape, which I thought
0: that was so much more interesting. Like because I'm so sick of the trope and. I'll have the complaint for the, the remake Of somebody just finding a book It's covered in warnings And then they read it anyways <laughs> But It's more interesting to have Like oh we just found a fucking tape Like What is this? This is fucking weird Why Why is a tape in this crappy run down cabin This is like This is kind of bizarre So they play it And they even stop it at one point Because one of the girls is confused But the arrogant asshole Is like Nah no, fuck that I don't want to hear it huh? <laughs> exactly and and I, then that summons it. Like they didn't exactly. even do anything wrong. They didn't welcome this monster upon them by any means other than listening to a tape. And that's like, that's scary. Uh, like that's it. it so much of it breaks that trope, which the trope didn't exist yet. <laughs> of <laughs> some idiot finding something and reading through it against all warnings. It's just stupid. But this is like nobody here really, it, it almost feels like a tragedy, because nobody here did anything that warranted this evil upon them. Like, Scotty's kind of an asshole, but people are just assholes. Like, yeah. that, that doesn't mean everybody deserves to die.
1: And if you think about it in the beginning, Scotty's just, he's, he's abrasive, but he's not an asshole until he's pushed to his breaking point. You're right. And that's when he's just like, that's your fucking girlfriend, you take care of her, I'm leaving. Because hmm. he's at life or death. And at that point, I don't know if I
0: would make a different choice than he did. Like, if we had just dismembered and buried my girlfriend because she got <laughs> possessed, and my my friends are, like, say, your wife, we're all there for some reason, and your wife is being all fucking, like, shot in the leg, and your sister's crawling and being creepy in the basement, like, I might just peace out and hope you the best of luck, like, <laughs> right. like sorry, man, but, like, fuck this, I just buried my girlfriend, <laughs> what was left of because it was still fucking twitching. Right.
1: Like, you, no, no one in this is a completely unlikable character when you stop and think about it. Nobody deserved it. Nobody. Like, this isn't, like,
0: some kind of comeuppance for an asshole and a slasher. This is just, like, some random people in the completely wrong place doing just happens to be some of the wrong things that yeah. aren't even that
1: wrong. Like, yeah, perfectly understandable, normal, everyday things.
0: Yeah, like, there, nobody, none of it was warranted, and yeah. that's what makes it, like,
1: almost sad. I, I mean, and if you think about it, it's a professor studying this text, so of course he's going to record it, of course he's going yeah. to read it. Like,
0: nothing, I never, I was, like you were talking about earlier, and I was talking about people disassociating it, like, oh, this doesn't make sense, why would they do this? This movie doesn't have that. Yeah. People make decisions and actions that make sense. Like, oh, yeah, I, I would do that. I can understand that. Like, no, well, Nobody did anything out of
1: character. No, and uh, talking about character, there's one scene that I, I love that I want to talk about where uh, Ash gives his girlfriend that present. The magnifying the, glass. The necklace, yeah. And They play this whole little game of is he asleep? Isn't he asleep? Trying to catch him. Yeah. And then they repeat that when she's a dead eye.
0: I actually mentioned that to Savannah. I saw that bit and I was like, oh, they're doing it again. Isn't that (laughs) cute? And uh, she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, they're playing the. Is he he looking or not? And (laughs) she's like, oh, (laughs) fail. All right, so this is a very long mini-sode. Yeah, Uh, sorry. I'm glad we didn't. break down the story beat by beat. I feel like we would do that too much. Uh, What would you rate this, as if I need to ask? I give it a 5 out of
1: 5. I absolutely love it. Um, It it is one of my most beloved films. It is my favorite film of all time. And I freely admit, I have a soft spot for films like this, where you can see the scratches and the duct tape and Mm -hmm. the shit just holding it together. I love that. And that's one of the things that I love about it, this film is you can feel that passion, like,
0: yeah, the, that drive. The the 100% effort despite the odds.
1: Yeah, you can feel that watching that, and I think this is effective. Almost every single time I watch this, I still jump. It still scares me. I've seen this every way possible. I've, I've seen this at a drive-in. I've seen this in the theater for its 40th anniversary. I've fucking seen this on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, 4K... I mean, I'm sitting here with an Evil Dead hat and t-shirt on. (laughs) I I have a tattoo that says, what would Bruce Campbell do that Bruce Campbell has retweeted to other people? Did he really? Yeah. I'm going to
0: look that
1: up. I I sent it to him after I got it, you know, just kind of like, hey, and all he said was approved. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then like two months later, somebody tweeted him asking, what do I have to do to get a, a retweet or a response do I have to get a tattoo? And he sent them my tattoo picture, and, it said, and he replied with, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> that's, a, that's fucking cool. <laughs> so five
0: out of five. Five out of okay. five, absolutely. Five out of five. <laughs> uh, four out of five, I love it. It's phenomenal. Uh, other than pacing, I don't have any issues with it. I don't know if that necessarily knocks it down to just a four, but it does feel like there's a little something missing. And I don't know if that's maybe, like, one or two more scenes beforehand or throughout, but there's just a little something missing for me, and I'm not sure what it is. But 4 out of 5 kind of feels right. All right. So our collective is 4.5 out of 5. Yeah. Easy easy enough to figure out.
1: <laughs> Still an excellent film.
0: We highly recommend you see it. Extreme, I think everybody should see it. Absolutely. I, I'm a little disappointed. It's hard to find streaming, but... Uh, it seems pretty easy to get a hold of physically, especially if you know some kind of horror freak. So I <laughs> Most
1: have, of us have one. Yeah,
0: I mean, everybody knows one horror freak, at least. <laughs> I know, like, three or four. So I, I was set either way.
1: Yeah, you were just like, hey, do you think I can borrow it? And I was like, here's a Blu-ray copy you can have. Here's a 4K <laughs> copy. Here's my digital codes that I'm not using.
0: <laughs> I was fucking set. So now I have Evil Dead in my collection and my 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 random movies not my franchise sets but all right uh we'll be back next week with the 2013 remake of the evil dead starring none of the other
1: actors (laughs) because it's a remake exactly so like rate review smash the buttons throw it at your grandma uh and please join us next week you've arrived at your destination